Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. I'm a doctor, so I actually have a PhD in molecular and clinical cancer studies. And this morning, I actually don't think that they could have picked a better person to talk about the topic that we're going to talk about this morning. It is wisdom. As I've just said, um, I have a PhD. I've studied for eight years to become one of the world's leading scientists. I've published my work in high-quality scientific journals throughout my career. Some are just going to appear on the screen behind us. Um, so here we have where I was looking at um, bone metastasis and melanoma. Um, I've also looked at how uh, different people respond to immunotherapy and how you can change that. Um, I've also worked on uh, prostate cancer and prostate cancer stem cells. And here we can see how different types of skin cancer cells work together to then um, drive skin cancer progression. And perhaps my best academic work is in the center there. Um, and that's my final PhD publication where I was the first person in the world to show how some skin cancer cells use fats to help them grow and survive and how certain genes help this and how those genes help um, force those cells to become cancerous. Now I work for a biotech company and have done for three years and that's on the next slide. Um, so I've worked across multiple projects um, at this company um, I've worked on two drugs, which are at the top there, um, which are both in phase two clinical trials, one for lung disease and the other for pancreatic cancer. I'm also the project leader for one that's in the grey, so a discoid and the main receptor inhibitor. Um, and I'm working on two drugs for those, and those are both go- hoping to go into the clinic next year. So honestly, I think you can see why James put me on the rotor this morning. <laughs> I don't see... I, don't, I can see that... I just, I just think this is the topic for me, and my goodness, have I got some stuff to teach you guys this morning. So, into our passage. Um, and this is um, from James 3, uh, and it's from verse 13 uh, through to chapter 4, verse 3. Who is wise and understanding among you? <laughs> Let them show it by their good, de- uh, good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. <laughs> But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down um, from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you don't ask God. When you ask, uh, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So this is a little bit awkward now, isn't it? Uh, I don't really know what I'm going to say now. Um, Because from what James is saying here, it appears that I've got it all wrong about what real wisdom is. 
I'm going to guess that I didn't come across as particularly humble. Maybe a little bit self-centered. And I certainly didn't think I had anything to learn from any of you here this morning. It appears that the wisdom that I thought mattered is not real wisdom at all. In the Bible, there's different kinds of wisdom spoken about, some in a positive way, and some perhaps you just heard in a, let's say, a not-so-positive way. And just like now, back then when James was addressing um, the audience, it was addressing the rabbis and teachers, they considered themselves wise, and just like I have this morning, they boasted about it. They like to be well-respected, Look at all those journals I've just published in. And when, they saw, and, the, and when they saw others who got more respect, they envied them, criticized them, and tried to get ahead. Now, that, does that sound familiar? It looks like human nature hasn't changed so much after all. So these people that thought themselves to be wise and needed no correction from anyone, this wisdom is based around how much someone knows about whether it be humanities or, in my case, about the sciences, um, or if they act or dress wise. Um, but James here does not have a positive message for that kind of self-centered wisdom. James says that this wisdom um, will lead to a chaotic or a disordered life that is unspiritual and demonic. You might be killing it at work, able to run the biggest projects, able to have the most level of earthly success possible. But you can't manage your own spiritual life. That kind of wisdom is considered earthly and does not produce, as you've just witnessed, humility or righteousness in the eyes of God. So that's the first kind of wisdom that is addressed in the passage this morning. Now there is, um, sorry, so Paul actually also talks about this wisdom um, in his letter to the Corinthians. So it's not just in James here, so this kind of wisdom is referred to in other parts of the Bible as well. So that's found in 1 Corinthians, where it said wisdom, human's wisdom is a foolishness to God. Our wisdom comes from reason, and our worldly wisdom will come to nothing. So that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, if you'd like to go away and read about that afterwards. And just as a sidebar, there's another kind of wisdom that's it's not focused on um, in the passage this morning, but there's a kind of wisdom that makes life work, and it's more practical, which could be seen as an earthly kind of wisdom, because it deals with such practical matters. And this is actually covered in uh, a lot of detail in the book, book of Proverbs around the practicalities of life. This wisdom is still from God, but it's applied in a practical way. So that's kind of why sometimes you can see that as uh, earthly. And that kind of wisdom is available to um, those that consider us Christians or believers and unbelievers alike. And it's just simply an understanding of how God has made the world work and by applying these principles to a prudent life. So I've just got a couple of examples this year, and I will move back to the passage. But this is all, all this is found in Proverbs. So Proverbs 18, verse 24 says this. One who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 15, verse 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So that's a kind of, a kind of wisdom that can look, kind of look earthly to us because it's practical, but that wisdom still comes from God. So that's not the kind of wisdom that James is referring to as earthly wisdom at the start of this passage. But if we look back into our passage, what is the true spiritual wisdom that James is talking about? Unlike earthly wisdom, which is honestly sometimes just considered like an accumulation of knowledge and how much intelligence that you can get and show off to the world 
and how much you can project your wisdom to everyone else and show everyone else how wise you are and how much knowledge you have. The wisdom that James is talking about here does not come from any of that earthly knowledge. It doesn't come from anything to do with our own strength. It comes from heaven. It comes from God. And that's kind of what I'm going to turn this morning as, as real wisdom, a spiritual wisdom that gives us so much more than an earthly wisdom or knowledge that just tells us what to do to create our desired result or to match our own desires. This real spiritual wisdom that James is talking about in the second half of the passage is all about character and action. That's why our, our whole sermon series is called Practical Faith. So much of James is about action. And he's laying down a challenge for us. Because if we have a spiritual wisdom from God in our lives, our lives should look different. They shouldn't look like everyone else's. They should be different from everyone else living in the world. There's going to be a holiness about our lives. If we have faith, we should see, as we've heard in, the rest, as in some of the other preachers uh, on James, we should see difference in the way that we undergo trials that um, happen to us. We should love differently without favoritism. And as Luke was preaching on last week, it should be seen in the way that we speak. So like in all of the other passages in James, James is going to lay down a challenge for us about what our lives should look like if we have real wisdom. But what about this real spiritual wisdom? What actions and characteristics does putting God's ways in a practice produce in us? Well, um, as you see on the screen, unfortunately for um, us this morning, James is a phenomenally practical book, and he really does just lay it out for us. And if you love a list, James, I'm sure you, you like a list. He even puts it in a list format, so you can just go through it all. Um, so by the end of this morning, I don't think there'll be anyone in the room that can leave not knowing what um, a, that wisdom from God practically looks like in our lives. So he has laid it out for us in a list of eight different um, characteristics or actions um, that wisdom from God should look like. So firstly, it should be pure. It is from above. It should be uncontaminated. It is not filled with mixed motives. Um, and it generally seeks God's glory and the good of others. So it's not mixed by our own desires to make ourselves look better or to make other people look worse even. Um, it's, it genuinely seeks God glory, God's glory and the good of others. It's peaceable. How often in life and in day-to-day -day life do we pick fights with each other? Because someone else has a different opinion. So we're going to pick a fight with it. We're going to argue about it. Others might be wrong, but it doesn't necessarily mean that an argument needs to be started. True wisdom is concerned with peace and having peace in relationships. Tourism is gentle. It's not just always about doing the right thing, but it's doing the right thing in the right way. An approach that cares for the feeling of others is a future of God's wisdom. It's not just about doing the right thing, it's how you go about it. You can care, do so in a caring way, and that is a feature of godly wisdom. Willing to yield. How many people in the audience today are stubborn? James, get your hand up. Gary. <laughs> Sometimes when a person thinks they've heard from God, that conversation could be over. Like, like that's it. That's no, no discussion to be had. And no matter what 
has been said to them, they will not back down. But here, James this morning challenges again. He tells us that a godly wisdom means being willing to yield to the other person and let them have their way. Full of mercy and good fruits. So a wisdom of God reflects God's heart. It is other person focused and pays particular attention to the poor and the needy. It's without a trace of partiality. It doesn't play favourites. I think if you want to go back and listen to a little bit more about that, Colin preached on that a few weeks ago, and that's all online on the sermon podcast. But God's wisdom doesn't play favourites. Just because I like Kiri more than I like James, for example, um, we can't treat them better than when we treat someone else. When wisdom comes from above, I will put aside any prejudices and treat each case on its own merits. Without hypocrisy, there's no place for duplicity uh, in God's wisdom. It involves letting the outside match what's inside and being true to who we are. Now, if you're anything like me this morning, that's that's quite a big challenge thrown down by James. Because I'm looking through that list thinking, as I said, I mean... Humility, gentle, not, not too sure, willing to yield, pure. Were my motives pure this morning when I was describing how good I am at science? I'm not so sure. But if we have real wisdom and wisdom from God, that is what our lives should look like. If we were kind of living the perfect life at one with God, all of those things should be evident in our lives. I mean, yes. Sometimes I do demonstrate those characteristics in my life. Sometimes. I try and do things in the right way when dealing with situations at work and outside of work. I I try to be a peacemaker. I try and be willing to yield to my wife, Jess, when sometimes I don't necessarily think she's right. Um, And I am quite stubborn. Um, But I try to yield to Jess and not be someone who is unable to hear from other perspectives. But this certainly isn't always the case. Even just this week, as I was um, preparing this sermon, um, I was reflecting on a, a team meeting that we had at work. So at work, um, so I'm a, I'm a biologist, so we have a biology team meeting um, at work. So all the department comes in, and we usually discuss someone else's work, or we discuss a project that someone's um, been working on. Um, and it might not surprise you, or it might, um, but I'm not a particularly shy person. Um, so I get involved in those discussions. I'll chat to people, I'll give my opinion, I'll hear back from um, other people. Um, and now at the time, um, when I was, I guess I was in this discussion, I, th- I thought I was doing all right. I mean, I was just being me, I was getting stuck in, um, chatting around different opinions, different scientific perspectives, how maybe we could figure something out. Um, what well, on reflecting, driving home, I was sat thinking about it and I was like, was I given my wisdom or opinion from a pure motive? Or was it actually driven in part by a desire to, in that setting at work, be seen as an intelligent and to gain respect from those that led the department? Or even though I thought I was making the right point, was I delivering it in a way that was the best way? Was I gentle in, the, in delivering my point in that setting? Was I showing favoritism because I was disagreeing far, far harder with someone else that I don't, I don't get on with as well as everyone else in the department? Was that something? Even though I was right, potentially with what I was saying, was I doing it in a wise manner? 
Probably not. Um, or even just stand at the front um, at church. And that's, I guess, it's a challenge for everyone who stands up here, whether it be preaching or anchoring or just, or just praying out in church. Are my motives always truly pure? Or is there a part of me that wants to stand up here this morning and come off as someone who's really godly and really intelligent to all you guys this morning? Are my motives always truly pure? So as I say, I certainly don't get it right all the time. And we're often so driven by our own selfish desires to be seen as, as a wise person and our own kind of motivation to be seen like that than practicing true wisdom. And as I say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian and I'm reading these characteristics and they, and they sound good to me. And James even goes on to say this in verse 18, peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So all of these things sound so good, and they sound like good things. And James, even in this verse here, is teaching us that the result of this wisdom is a harvest of righteousness. And this is a link back to the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, where the seed uh, sown on good soil multiplies 30, 60, and 100 times. And so it'll be if we build our lives on this wisdom from God, um, that sets us up to serve others. Whereas if we build our lives on these earthly wisdoms driven by envy or ambition, the result is disorder and evil. So this sounds all good, right? So we're going to have all of these characteristics. So if we build our life upon, we will serve others. But why don't I always have this? Why is it that I don't always say, I'm a, I'm a Christian, why, why don't I have all of these characteristics 100% all of the time? Well, have I actually asked God? If we value wisdom, if that is something that I'm going to stand up here and profess that I value, I should be asking God for it. We've just read that God is the source of spiritual and true wisdom. And we actually have a saying for this um, in Newcastle, so you can learn some Geordie this morning. Um, but the saying is, shy bairns get out. So shy bairns get out. Can we just repeat that for a second? Shy bairns get out. Because if nothing else this morning, I just want you to go away with that little phrase. <laughs> and it basically roughly translates to, if you don't ask, you don't get. And that's, that's, that's what he didn't, James didn't quite say shy Ben's getting out. I believe that he wasn't from Newcastle. Um, but if you don't ask, you don't get. If you want spiritual wisdom, if you want all of those characteristics, get on your knees and pray. And this is what James is saying in chapter 4. So I'm just going to read again chapter 4, verses 1 to 3. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires? that are within you. You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have, because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend on what you get on your pleasures. Now here in chapter four, um, when James is talking about all these fights and, and quarrels and things like that, um, he is actually referring to that selfish wisdom that he's just been reflecting on in chapter 3. So this is, chapter 4 is written obviously in the context of what he's written in chapter 3. 
James is referring to that selfish ambition that doesn't have pure motives. It leads to cause arguments and it makes us stubborn. So when we are completely caught up in all of that self-importance and self-desire, we completely miss the point. We're too busy arguing with each other, trying to show off how intelligent we are, trying to show how wise we are in an earthly sense, and we just miss the point completely. We need to step back, humble ourselves before God, and ask God for wisdom rather than fighting with each other. And just to highlight how important this is, this is actually the second time in James that we've been told if we don't have wisdom, we should ask God for it. So James, uh, back, back in James chapter 1, um, and starting at verse 5, it says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, shy bairns getting out, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So again, true wisdom is nothing to do with earthly knowledge, earthly accumulation of knowledge, and a selfish ambition to increase our knowledge and make ourselves look better. Spiritual wisdom comes from God. Spirit, true wisdom does not talk about itself to increase self-importance. It is not all about showing how good we are at things or how clever we are. That is not true wisdom. True wisdom recognizes its own limitations and gets on its knees and prays to God. And it is that that will lead to humility and a selflessness, setting yourself up to serve God and serve others. That is what true wisdom is. Proverbs, verse one, uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In Colossians 2, it says this, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that you may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they know, may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found. God is the true source of true wisdom. Again, it is nothing to do with our own self-importance and our own accumulation of knowledge. Let's just look at those characteristics again. Pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, and with a, without a trace of partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, as, I, as I've, I've done this week, um, and in response to kind of the passage this morning, I just want to take up a little bit of time to reflect and do as we've been instructed in the passage. I'd like us to pray for wisdom this morning. So you can either can we just pray for wisdom, but also if you could just take a little look at these characteristics listed here and take a moment to identify which one you would like to grow in. Because when we lack knowledge, we go to school, university, or take extra courses online, or whatever that is. But when we lack wisdom, we need to get on our knees and pray.